This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show on this beautiful Sunday morning. Glad you're here with us. I'm Jason Laidler with the world-famous co-host Ted Walsh. And good morning, Ted. How are you today? Look at those beautiful colors. Isn't that nice? They're so you nice. You know, the other night I was sitting out on my deck and I, and I and I had a friend popped over and I said, you notice that the, the leaves have not begun to change colors? And he said, no, they haven't really. And then literally... Two nights later, I'm back on the, out, out in the patio, yeah. and I look around and went, oh my God, it's like somebody took a, a yeah. bucket of red and orange paint and started spraying the, the trees around my yard. Just like overnight, because once it, I guess once the weather turns cold, that's when the, when the metamorphosis begins. My wife thinks I'm kind of crazy, because I say the, something similar in the springtime, when I'm so desperate to see green stuff on the uh-huh. trees finally, yep. it seems like one minute there's no leaves, and then two days later, boom. Yeah. leaves everywhere. I know. It just happens like that. It's so, just, it's magic. I, I got to tell you a quick uh, story. I meant to start off with this, actually, because I talked to this lovely lady who, who called in after hearing the show out near Tilsonburg. You ever been to Tilsonburg? My back still hurts uh, when I hear that word. so predictable. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> I didn't write it. I just remember. Have you met uh, Stomp and Tom? Yes. Good. Yes. I've been to one my, of his... My sister... Uh, sang on one of his albums. Yeah? Yeah, she had a birthday party, and uh, they were recording a song, and they needed kids in the background, so they came in and sang background at her birthday party. Kids. Well, that's that's yeah. neat. So, I mean... Uh, you thought I was going to say no, didn't you? No, no. I don't Hasn't everybody met Stompin' Tom? Come on. Like, I don't know. He's a pretty popular guy, okay. back and forth. So this, this lovely lady called uh, after hearing some of the show, and she said the, that she listens every Sunday, and she loves it, and uh, she she had a birthday a couple Sundays ago, and she said that my voice was the first thing she heard on her 71st birthday. Wow. I thought, isn't that lovely? Well, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of like an early Better mail- than the last thing you hear. Early mailbag story. Uh, did I tell you that uh, my basement flooded for the second time? Yes, I heard that. Yes. Holy smokes, uh, what a nightmare. Finished, finished basement. Now, why? Why, why did that happen? If we had that much rain? Well, we figured out, well, it was, of course, it was a wicked rainstorm night. Yeah. I mean, that's when these things happen, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a long story, but the sump pump failed. I live up north. I have a sump pump in the basement. Um, it's, it's a wet part of the municipality. Pump's working all the time. And this is the second time that this has happened. So after the first time, I bought a backup sump pump, thinking, okay, well, that's the right thing to do, get a backup sump pump. Because I was worried that insurance wouldn't cover it if it happened again. So I didn't understand. How, how could all these systems fail? 
And then I realized, well, I didn't realize, the plumber explained it to me. The backup sump pump is kind of like your emergency lights. It only kicks, kicks on when the power fails. And the power didn't fail, right? So Because the pump's electric. So if there's a bad storm and the power fails, you've got a problem because your pump's not going to run. Right. That's when the backup pump that I right. had would normally kick in. Because you didn't lose power? But I didn't lose power, but the pump failed anyway. Well, that's a, a, a pretty lame Four inches. I'm not kidding. Four, I spent the whole night fighting it with a, a, a shop vac and just wasting my time. But uh, I finally gave up and went to bed at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, we called the insurance company. Oh, nightmare. Nightmare. Huh. Of course, that's... A different kind of insurance than the insurance we talk about here on the Avoid Probate Show, where it's very much an important part of the solution to avoiding probate that we talk about every week. And we're going to talk about it again this week. So, once again, glad uh, the listeners are here to hopefully learn something. We've got a very special guest. Um, Before we get to that, though, getting back to my horror story about the the flood, I've got these giant fans. It it took, get this, it took nine days for the emergency response team to show up. Nine days? Nine days. What is it? What are they? FEMA, and and I called. I finally called the the lady on the email that I got from. I'm not going to name the insurance company. I finally called this this lady's phone number, and this is what it said. It said, "You've reached the voicemail box of so and so. My contract has been terminated, and nobody is monitoring this extension." That's what it said. So no wonder I had to wait nine days. Like she left, and they left us hanging. And who else? Who else was left hanging? I'm sure I wasn't the only file on her desk, but terrible service. Yeah. So I'm looking for a new agent right about now. I'm. Uh, I guess we're getting a new couch and uh, some other new furniture, and it's a shame though because part of the basement was storage, and some some storage got damaged, like beyond repair. Some old photos and pictures oh. and paintings and. A couple Picassos on the, on, the, <laughs> yeah. on the claim. Ernie Picasso. It's a different artist. Yeah. So you know what that means? That means um, I'm ready for vacation. I don't know about you. Yeah. So a couple think, of weeks. I think we should uh, explain to the listeners first vacation of the Avoid Probate Show coming up. So we'll be gone for the next two weeks. The show will be here, but it, it'll right. be a, a previously aired program. Yeah, we're going to air a couple of the of the more popular episodes. I mean, they're all popular, of course, but uh, we we gauge by. You know the reaction we get the week following the Sunday morning show. Mm-hmm. Like some 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 Mondays are the phone rings more than others. If you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. It's always ringing though, and and I'm, keep keep those calls coming in. Uh, the the phone calls and the emails, we love them, and I keep saying we, we endeavor to respond to every one of them. And I think I think we're still batting a thousand on that. Um, it's it's getting more and more challenging as the volume of calls and emails increases, but that's a good thing, and we're happy to to see that happening. But like you say. Couple of weeks vacation, um, much needed. Where, where was your favorite vacation, Ted? Or, or where was? Bu- or I've, I've had different, different uh, kinds of. I don't know if I've had a favorite vacation, but um, you know, on, uh, went on a couple of golf trips. That was nice too. Went went to some family vacations. Went to Disney World with the kids. Oh and yeah. my wife. That was uh, was a lot of fun. I've heard that's crazy. A crazy, hectic, and expensive experience. It can be. I was very fortunate because I had a good friend who worked for Disney at the nice. time and uh, made things a lot quicker and oh, a lot... Um, did the special bracelet. A lot uh, less expensive than normal. But it's not cheap, but it is. It's the happiest place on earth, trademark <laughs> registered. Not, well, next to the Avoid Probate Show. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's a family vacation, <laughs> folks. Get together Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Bring the grandkids and sit around the old radio. Uh, like probably they did in the 50s. It'll come as no surprise if I tell you that my favorite vacation was Scotland. I've been more than once. Mm. But uh, the castle on, on top of the hill in Edinburgh at nighttime, just stunning. I would imagine. Just stunning. They started building that thing in the 1200s. And it's still it, it took finished. hundreds of years. <laughs> kind of like my basement uh, rental house. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And you, you have a moat as well, except yours is indoors. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, anyway, listeners. Uh, it's nice that we can laugh about your problems, I know, isn't I it? Know. So, it's, gonna, it's a much needed vacation time. Uh, we work hard here on the Avoid Probate Show for for the benefit of our listeners, and we're happy to do that. So, don't fret. We're, we will be back, like Ted said, in a couple of weeks. But. Uh, that said, we're going to take our first break. It's a chance to top up your tea and coffee, and we'll be right back with our very special guest, our very first ever return guest, and I'm excited about that. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler and I'm Tim Walshen. And just to let you know, the information provided in this program is for general consumption only. It is not intended to provide particular legal nor investment advice. Each situation is different. So if you have a legal or an investment question, you should speak with a licensed expert. Of course, you can contact Jason. Email info at avoidprobate, one word, dot ca. Info at avoidprobate.ca. Or toll free, 1-844-667-7628-844-667-7628. is a word in front of that. And um, Jason's away for a couple of weeks, but leave a message and he'll contact you uh, as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, the, the um, lovely lady who answers the phone is not taking vacation. So the phone will still get answered and... Um, I'll get the message at some yeah. point in time. So yeah, call call in anytime you got a question or you want to comment about the show, and we'll we'll take your call. Now, speaking of uh, licensed experts, it's my great pleasure to welcome back our first ever returning guest, Andrew Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again too, Jason. So, Andrew, you're with uh, Clapperton Monroe Law. Tell us a little bit about the firm. So, um, Chris Clapperton and I. Um, set up Clapperton Monroe Law going on 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both working for uh, uh, offices downtown, and we got tired of the the downtown core, and we thought we'd move out in, uh, to the West End and set up an office. And Where are you? Uh, so we're at in Islington Village at uh, Dundas and Islington. Sure. And so um, we set up an office, as I said, almost 15 years ago, and uh, we do estate and trust work, and as well, we act for uh, privately held corporations. So we see some corporate commercial work as well. Are you in that building where Pinocchios used to exist? 
just to the west of it. Okay. Um, I wanted to add... It's a great area of the city. Yeah, it sure is. It is. If you haven't heard, haven't had the pleasure of hearing Andrew Monroe on the Avoid Probate show before, you can hear him on a podcast. He was actually the very first guest in week number one because we decided in week number one, one it was a good time to... Uh, go over the basics of, of probate. It is the Avoid Probate Show, and we, we wanted to cover the, the basics on the first week. And so if you go to the website, avoidprobate.ca, uh, right there on the landing page, there's a button that says click here for past episodes. Click that button, and it'll take you to all of the past episodes that we've done over, the, I think, uh, 25 weeks now or something like that, including those weeks in the very beginning when, when Andrew was our first guest. Um, Andrew, you mentioned you're located in the city, but... You're also able to um, service clients outside of the city, correct? Yes, I travel often to see clients. Yeah, that's important because, like myself, I get the question, you know, where are you located? And I don't want anyone to think that, uh, you know, you, we're only working on, uh, you know, clients in the six-block radius of this location or something like that. No, we're, I'm all over the province, like literally all over the province. Um, was in uh, Waterdown or, no, what did I say? It was uh, Tilsonburg. Yes, on the way to Tilsonburg last week, and you know we go to the east end, to the north end, etc. And because people are always saying, "Well, where are you?" I tell them, "Well, where's your office?" Okay, well, the office is in North York, but that doesn't matter. We go everywhere. So when they ask me about the lawyers, you know, will the lawyer go leave the office? I would say yes. Now, why are they asking me about the lawyers? They're asking about the lawyers for several questions. But oh my goodness, if I had a dollar for every time lately, I've been asked about something called a bear trust. I mean, we, we talk about the solution of avoiding probate on the investments here. Every week, we repeat the solution about transferring mom's investment money out of the bank where you cannot put a beneficiary on it over to the insurance company where the rules are different. I say it all the time. The insurance companies today have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. So we can recreate the portfolio apples to apples, maybe even make it a little better, I'd like to think. But now we can put a beneficiary on it, and that solves the, the probate nightmare, what I call the probate nightmare, because when mom passes away, now that there's a beneficiary on it, boom, it just pays out to the well, named beneficiaries. Why is this, and pardon my ignorance, but why is it that you can't put a beneficiary on a financial amount of money that's in a bank? That's a good question. It comes up often. It's a function of the Banking Act versus the Insurance Act, and the Insurance Act, by definition, you know, the products that the insurance companies produce have to have beneficiaries on them. Okay. So essentially what, what we're saying here, to make it as simplistic as yeah, possible, yeah. if you have $100,000 sitting in a bank, um, you can't say, okay, I'm going to leave this to my two kids. You, you could do that with the will, and that comes up a lot. People say, oh, I'm okay, I don't have to worry about probate, I have a will. And then I tell them probate's got nothing to do with the will, and they look at me like I have three heads. Um, the, the bank will freeze that account until you go through the probate process, validate the will if there is one, 10 months later, go back to the bank and say, okay, I got, I paid the province my pound of flesh, uh, and I, I paid I paid the, the lawyers, I got, I got everything done, got my rubber stamp document here, now let me manage the money. But, you know, 10 months has gone by and the kids are starving and it's, it's an onerous um, mm-hmm. experience that we can avoid. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple to avoid it and most of the time it costs nothing to do the transfer out of the bank over to the insurance company. But... But that takes care of the investments, and that's what I call you know, the easy part. The next question that inevitably comes up is, what about the house? Okay, so I say, well, it's possible. It's not quite as easy, 
but it's possible using something called a bear trust. And then again, they look at me like I got three heads because nobody knows what a bear trust is, except I have a feeling our guest does, Andrew Monroe. Tell the listeners, they're dying to know what is a bear trust, how does it work, and how does it help avoid the probate nightmare? So a bear trust is um, an arrangement or agreement of trust between two or more individuals. And it's a simple trust. It's not a great big, long, fancy, formal trust document. What it does is it transfers legal ownership of an asset to the bear trustees who hold the asset in trust for the original owner and his or her estate. Give, it, give us an example. If I, I own a house, right. uh, I want this house to be passed along to my children. What's the best thing for me to do right now to avoid probate for them? Okay, so that's a great question, Ted. Let's take the example where dad predeceases mom. So mom is now the sole owner of the house. Okay, well, that's my situation, let's see. Okay, okay. right. So what, what mom will do is she will put the house in her name and one or more of her children's name as trustees for her. So now the trustees hold that house in trust for mom, who remains the beneficial owner. Mom always remains the beneficial owner of the house. But um, because it's legally on title as mom and daughter or son, as trustees for mom, when mom passes, legal ownership is held by that person outside of the estate. It's not mom. It's the daughter or the son who's, who's on as a trustee. Now, this daughter or son is holding it in trust for mom's estate. Right. So because it's held outside of the estate, there's no probate payable on that asset. And then what will happen is uh, the house will be uh, disposed of in accordance with the terms of mom's secondary will. When you set up a bare trust... You also have to redo the wills. You not only transfer title to the house, to the trustees, but you read, you'd redo mom's um, estate plan. You do a primary will and you do a secondary will. And the primary will will contain the assets that may require probate. In the secondary will, you put the assets that will not require probate, such as uh, shares in a private corporation, personal property, and any assets that are held in trust, including a bear trust. So when mom passes, uh, the executor will administer mom's secondary estate in accordance with the terms of the will, including the house. If the secondary will leaves the house to her two children, then the executor will simply um, sell the house and distribute the, uh, the net proceeds of sale to the two children. So I need to have two wills? Yes, because, because you cannot have assets that require probate and that do not require probate in the same will. If you have any assets in the will that require probate, you taint all of the assets. You used to be able to do it, but it changed a few years ago. So now uh, what we came up with is separating out assets into uh, those that may require probate and those that do not require probate. And right. you, you put them into separate wills. And the executor of mom's estate in this, in this example, 
take it a step further. The executor is automatically the executor of both wills, Andrew, or is it possible there are two separate executors? They could be separate. They, they could be different executors. Yeah. They're, they're separate wills that contain separate assets. But, or the executor could be the person, in fact, that is going to end up with the property. Certainly. That's often the case. In that last example, still, if the child, the son, mom's son, is, is the trustee and also the beneficiary, the house doesn't get sold then. He just changes the title, right? And he puts his name on the title, and now he owns mom's house. Well, right. So quite often what will happen is the house will go into the uh, uh, residual portion of the will that says – uh, typically, in a will, you'll say this asset goes to this person, this asset goes to this person, specific bequests, and then you have the residue. And then everything that's left over goes into residue. And quite often, what will happen is mom will say, I'm leaving my residue to be distributed <laughs> equally among my two children. Mm-hmm. So the house falls into residue. So when mom passes, if... Uh, either child or both children are the executors, they'll say to each other, okay, we're supposed to split mom's house. Now, do you want to buy me out? Or I'm not interested in owning it. I own my own house, so I'm happy to sell it. So it depends. It might be sold, and the net proceeds of sale are distributed equally among the two beneficiaries. After you're taxed to the wazoo, because you're not a primary primary residence. Well... Well, it depends. It depends when it's sold. If if the home, and that's a that's a really great uh, point that you raised, Ted. Um, thank you for doing that. Um, as we all know, in the GTA and Ontario in general, since COVID hit, um, we've seen the prices of real estate go racing up. Yeah. And so, if mom's home is sold shortly after death, and when it's sold, it's sold for the same value that it was worth when mom died then there's not going to be any capital gains payable on it. Remember, um, up to the date of death, there's no capital gains because it's mom's primary residence. But if it takes a year to sell, let's say it's worth a million dollars when mom dies, and it takes a year to sell, and when it's sold, it sells for $1.25 million. Then the estate has has a capital gain of $250,000. Right. Okay, now here's the situation for you. Um, let's say the house is worth a million dollars and uh, the children get it and they just say, they say, look, as opposed to selling it right now, let's put a quarter million into this thing because it hasn't been touched in years and they put a quarter million into it and then sell it for 1.4. You know, it's, it's, they, that's 400,000 capital gains, but they were responsible for putting 250000 into it to bring it up to that level. Right. And so what you, that's a capital improvement, and they would be allowed to deduct the capital okay. improvement costs right. off the 400000 Okay, so, so then in that case, it would make sense to do that. Well, well, depending on, I guess you'd have to speak to a realtor. Yeah, well, yeah, know, yeah. Well, assuming no, that everything it, just keeps climbing. It, it, well, that's right. Things do, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking that uh, residue is kind of an unflattering uh, term for what's left in mom's will. So, on on that note, we're going to take our first uh, quick break. Uh, We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. 
she noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler and I'm Ted Walloshan. You can get a hold of Jason, by the way, at info at avoidprobate.ca, info at avoidprobate.ca, or toll-free 1-844-667-7628, 1-844-667-7628. As Jason mentioned at the outset of this program, that uh, we will be off for the next two weeks, but feel free to uh, fire off an email or make a phone call. Someone will be there to answer the call and pass the message on to Jason. So when he's not tanning or <laughs> drying out his basement, uh, he will get back to you within within a period of uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, so please uh, feel free to contact us at either point. This, this might come as a surprise to you, Ted. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not really the beach guy. Our guest uh, this week, Andrew Monroe from the uh, law firm Clapperton Monroe Law. We were talking about what you need to do if, if, you're, um, if you're a property owner and you want to leave it to the kids to avoid probate. What about people who have investments? You know, you start off buying um, RSPs, eventually it turns into a RIF. So you've got $100,000 sitting there. Um, some financial institution is taking care of for you. And you want to leave it to your kids, but you don't want your kids to pay probate on it. How do you get around that? Right. So if it's a registered product, then you're going to have named beneficiaries on it. And you should just confirm with um, the financial institution that you have, in fact, uh, named beneficiaries. Because if you don't, it will default to your estate and you'll have to pay probate on it, even with the registered product. And probate is not income tax. no. No, probate is uh, a tax. It's a piggy that's, tax. That, that's paid 
uh, based on the value of the estate that's paid to the province. So when you make your application to the court for probate, uh, you'll submit a bank draft with it, and it's made payable to the Minister of Finance, not Canada Revenue Agency. Yeah, it's paid up front, which is amazing because oh, yeah. before you have a chance to settle any of the estate and, and liquidate any of the estate for cash, that's right. you're still writing the check to, to the province. That's right. Um, a couple other questions uh, on the same topic of... This just gets piggier and piggier by the minute, by I, the way. Ted, you asked, um, how do we get an account into the children's hands without paying probate on Mm -hmm. it? So um, you can, under certain circumstances, put an investment account into a bear trust as well. Not all financial institutions uh, permit it. It seems that it used to be done uh, more freely uh, a few years ago, but uh, in recent years, they've become fussier. Uh, But you can still do it. Um, as as long as you uh, roll the assets in at the adjusted cost base and not at fair market value. If you roll them in at fair market value and they go into uh, mom and mom's son's hands as trustees on the account, CRA will, will look at it as uh, a, a disposition and it will trigger a tax event. If it goes in at the adjusted cost base then they won't see it as a tax event. Of course, Andrew, um, it's probably easier in most situations to just do the transfer of the non-reg money over to the insurance company where we can put the beneficiary on it and recreate the portfolio and not be concerned with the the trust details and rules and regulations, right? Well, the, you're, you're not getting into the legal work that, yeah. that you are uh, with the bare trust. Um, so it's certainly you're saving costs in that respect. There yeah. may be other tax consequences that you'd have to consider because everyone's situation is different. I was just going to say that if somebody has um, uh, downsized and they've sold the, the house or the cottage already right. and the whole estate is, quote, cash, then we can avoid the probate on the whole estate just by doing the transfer over to the insurance company. We don't necessarily need to go through the trouble of setting up a bare trust, right? You could. It's an alternative. Right. But having said that, my, my question now is, aside from the house and possibly an investment portfolio... I mean, are there other things that would go into this bear trust? I mean, is it possible to avoid the probate entirely, even if there's real property? Like, can the cottage go in there? Can the investment property go in there? Can Sure, yeah. I, we put cottages into bear trusts uh, frequently. It depends on uh, how the investment properties are held. If they're held in a, uh, an Ontario holding corporation, then you just put the shares into the secondary will. And you don't even have to go through that, uh, the uh, bear trust. If they're held by a person, i.e. an individual, personally, then then you would put them into a bear trust or you could put them into a hold co. You have to ask yourself, is it yeah. worth doing? Yeah. Is it worth going through the exercise? So um, when you ask yourself that, think about, obviously, your cost savings and what it's going to cost to create a bear trust. Bear trusts are not at all expensive to do. They're very simple, uh, straightforward documents. When you're looking at what you're saving, you got to look at the probate fees. So on the first million, you're going to pay $14,250 in probate fees. Mm-hmm. That's after-tax dollars, by the way. Right. Good point. Now, on, the good sec- point. on the second million, you're going to pay – on the second million and every million thereafter, you're going to pay – Fifteen grand. Fifteen grand. Yeah. Again, after-tax dollars. Wow. 
So if you if you spend uh, you know a couple of thousand dollars setting up uh, well, I was going to ask. Trust, can, can you give uh, us an idea? Uh, like what are the costs? Well, again, it depends on how many assets are going into yeah. it. Again, every situation is different. What's the what's the average range between two and five? Uh, not even, uh, not even that high. Okay, uh, not even that high. Two to three, three and a half, right? On average, but again, it depends on how many properties you have. I want to back up a second. You said something interesting about um, if the if it's CCPC, if it's uh, corp- if it's corporate shares, if it's corporately held, then you can just put the shares in a second will, and you don't need the bear trust. That's right. Okay, can we talk about that? I mean, what else would we use a second will for, if anything? Typically, in a secondary will, you're going to put um, personal property. Which is what? Cars? Yeah. Auto- automobiles, Boats, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, shares in a private corporation, private Ontario corporation, and and any property that's held in trust. So my, my half-million-dollar yacht, <laughs> I could just put that... In a second will, and it doesn't. I get put probated. it in your basement because you go water there. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as it's deep enough. <laughs> You've seen my yacht; it actually fit in my basement. Yeah. So, is that simple to avoid probate on expensive personal assets? Well, uh, every case is different, and uh, now you're getting into an awfully expensive asset. So, mm-hmm. I would uh, be looking at uh, some different type of planning. Well, who uh, for, for, for that? Because why? Who's who's going to scrutinize it? When you file your estate information return. Yes, which I have a copy of right here, by the way, yeah. And so when you file that, uh, if if it got audited, they would have a look. Oh, the province would have a look at what you reported, what okay. values you put in, and, and then you're into an audit. So that's now I get it. So because even though it's in that secondary will, it's still an asset that needs to be listed on this lovely estate information return, Right. Not in a secondary will, just the primary will. Okay, so that goes back to my point then. If my yacht's in the secondary will, who's going to know and who's going to care? Right, well, it's one thing to have a, a you know, a, a runabout boat tied up at your dock, but uh, okay. that's a very significant asset, and that's why I said I'd be looking at perhaps some other type of planning to uh, avoid the probate on that. But the four-wheeler and the uh, the toys, the skidoos? They would normally fall under just personal assets. What happens if some people are collectors? I mean, whether it be art or whether it be sports cards or comic books for that for that matter. What do you do about that? Should you have have it appraised before you start figuring out where you're going to put it? Yeah, that's a very good idea. Yeah, that would be recommended. But I told you my Picasso got ruined, though, because it was on the floor in the basement. Yeah, I told you that's Ernie Picasso. It's a different <laughs> artist completely. It's a guy who owns a Petro Canada station in Rexdale. If you say so. <clears throat> what else, Andrew? Are, are there any tips or tricks to the, the bear? Pr- I mean, why is it called a bear trust anyway? Do you know? And it's B-A-R-E, by the way, not... Right. It, 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 right. It, it's almost like a shell. It's a very simple document. It's just the bare bones of a trust is what it is. It's not a formal trust. It's not a formal trust. No, it's not a formal trust. So it's not it's not a great big lengthy document that's uh, really expensive to to create. So the, this conversation, these conversa- conversations that we're having right now are, are getting people thinking. And for, I'm sure there are people listening right now who are thinking, well, you know, I hadn't considered that. What should I do? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? You would be one of those people that people could turn to. Absolutely. And what's the best way for someone to contact you or uh, the people in your firm? So you can contact me at my office at 416-443-1200. And I'm at extension 
1-800-273-2203. Or you can send me an email at amunro, M-U-N-R-O, at cmlaw.ca. amunro at cmlaw.ca. Correct. And, you know, um, with, the, with the rising uh, cost of real estate in the GTA and Ontario, uh, these bear trusts are becoming more and more popular. We are seeing an awful lot of them at our office. Yeah. A lot of them are referred by the Avoid Probate Show, and the listeners who call or email us to say, okay, I get it on the investment stuff. Uh, I, I didn't know that, but you know, I've heard the show, and I get we can take care of the probate on the investments, but... You know, what do we do with the properties? And that's when I've been uh, saying that's no problem. I said, we've got some of the best lawyers, uh, you know, in the province working with us on this stuff. And uh, we send, uh, we refer Andrew Monroe all the time to our clients who ask those questions. Again, I'll give you that phone number for those of you who didn't get a chance to write it down. You can contact Andrew at 416-443-1200, extension 203. Or email a Monroe M U N R O at cmlaw.ca. Uh, this might be a silly question, but do I have to have a primary will if I'm going to use a secondary will? Yes, you do. It's a great question, Jay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, because and 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 the reason is because um, you want to separate out the assets that may require probate and those that will not require probate, and in the primary. It's also referred to as a, a public will because that's the one that gets sent to the court and is probated. So it's open to the public. Uh, the secondary is sometimes referred to as a private will because it is not probated. So it's not sent to the court. Yeah. It doesn't become part of the public record. We've talked about that on the show before, and it's another advantage to moving the investments out of the bank over to the insurance company because, you know, if you've got a million bucks and, and you want to leave it to someone <laughs> that maybe you're not expected to be leaving it to, um, you don't want that to be public. And it, it could be a private process. When it's when it's at the insurance company, it's a private process. Like the beneficiaries are not made public. Right. It doesn't even become part of the estate. Right. The the, the funds are paid out to the named beneficiaries, right. and it circumvents the estate, and there's no probate payable on it, and they get paid out very quickly. You don't have to wait for probate. So there are a lot of advantages to how, that. How about credit or protection? Is that another advantage? In terms of what? If it's in the second will, it's not probated, or if the investments are at the insurance company, they've got a beneficiary on them. My understanding is that they're, uh, they're creditor protected. I'm not sure I'm understanding your question entirely. Well, if, there's, if the estate has creditors to the estate, right. but this money is not at the bank, it's at the insurance company. In my, there's two categories of money here, the money at the insurance company with beneficiaries on it and the money that's in the bare trust, or not the money, but the assets. So are they are they are the trust assets creditor proof? If the if the estate has creditors, um, no. Um, it, so let's say um, you put a house into a bear trust. Yeah. So the beneficial owner, the creditors could go after the beneficial owner okay. of the asset. Okay. But the trustees, no, it's not their property. I understand. So creditors no. cannot go after the trustees because the trustees are holding the property in trust for mom yeah. or mom's estate. Yeah. So it depends. It, your question is a very technical question, actually, because it, it depends on on the circumstances and the facts surrounding it. Can the trustees stay acting as trustees indefinitely? For what type of trust? Like uh, for the for the bear trust with the house in it. I mean, do they have to actually, you know, bequeath it at some point, or can they just remain? Can they use it, live in it, 
and say I'm the trustee. Well, no. What happens is you have to look at the secondary will and whatever, however the asset is disposed of in the secondary will, that's what the executors have to do. Okay. That's their obligation. The executor's obligation is to is to administer the assets uh, of the estate in accordance with the terms of the will. Got it. Well, lots to chew on there, listeners. Um, glad you're here to help us digest some of this stuff. Lots of information from Andrew Monroe uh, of Clapperton Monroe Law. Can't thank you enough for coming back as our very first returning guest, by the way, and I hope it's not the last time you return as a guest because there's so much to talk about here, and I know we're going to get tons of calls and emails, and you probably are too. Um, Well, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be back. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, good. Okay, well, we'll definitely do it again. We're going to have a quick break, and we'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. All right, let's head down to Kensington Market, 190 Baldwin. That's the heart of Kensington Market. That's real fine Tom's place. Tom Hollick, good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. Thank you, Ted Wallace. And Ted, yes. our relationship goes back forever. I mean, I don't even know how many years, but it's been a long, long time that you and I have known each other. And I met all your family members. Your cousin showed up at our doorsteps. He needed tuxedos, black suits. There's a wedding happening. Yeah, my nephew. Your nephew, and there had to be sizes 42 short, 46 short, 48 tall, 44 regular, sizes all over the place. And let me tell you, your nephew and your cousin, the tuxedos they bought from me was out of this world. We had a phone call the other day from a nice young lady, and she said, Tom, do you have a size 44 regular black suit for my, for my boyfriend? He can't find one anywhere in the city. But you don't have to worry. When you come to Tom's place, you'll find all sorts of all sizes at all different price, price points. I know. Uh, did you give him a deal? Not only did I give him a deal, I have given him an extra deal because he mentioned your name. That's wow. what we do at Tom's place. When you mention Ted Wallace, an extra discount. Well, then I'm going to have to mention my own name next time I go to buy some clothes. Thank you, Dad. Make sure you do that. <laughs> I will take care. Time Space, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with Ted Walshin. Wow, that was a lot of uh, heavy-duty info there, and we ran a bit long, so, of course, we're tight on mailbag time, which is, um, I had a really good, juicy, but it's lengthy, so I'll, I'll have to save it for another time, which will be a few weeks away, because... Mm-hmm. We're not going to be here. So I'll save the, the lengthy mailbag for um, a few weeks' time. Real quick, though, I sent a transfer form to a credit union because the listeners are getting the message. And they're, they're, I'm happy to say, well, one lady called in and said that since she's been listening to the show, two out of her three GICs have matured, and she did not renew them because she gets it. She, she gets that there's a better option than these GICs where your money's locked in, it's going to be probated, We've got a much better solution than that using some products at the insurance company. Again, I'm not talking about life insurance, but there are better options where we don't lock in the money and it doesn't get probated. So when there are GICs in the, in the picture, in the investment portfolio, they, they mature at different times, of course. So this lady, I, I told her I was proud of her for not renewing those two, and she's waiting for the third to mature. But it, 
just today, I called the credit union to follow up on a, on a GIC that's the second GIC of an existing client. So we've, we've already got some of their money from the first GIC. This is number two. The credit union knows what's going on. I sent, I sent the fax like nine days ago. Same fax number. When I called today, crickets. The lady says, I didn't see a fax. I don't know anything about it. What number did you use? I said, I used the same number as I did the first time. Why would I change it? Because, you know, so anyway, oh, please resend it. You know, put it to my attention this time. So frustrating, you know, dealing with these financial institutions. I don't know. The, the fax is like they disappear. They go into the ether or, or they sit on the desk or under the chair or something like that. These transfer instructions. Anyway, I'm going to refax it. Attention to this lovely lady later this afternoon. So sorry, that's a, it's going to be a short uh, mailbag for today. I promise we'll have much, much more to talk about when we get back from our little holiday. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason, Ted, and most of you know your own names. Uh, We're off for a couple of weeks uh, for a a rest and relaxation. I think it's November 7th we're back. Is that right? November 7th? I believe that's the date, yeah. Seems like a long time away, but it is what it is. Just give us enough time to finish off the Halloween candy. Maybe my basement will be dry by then. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, again, uh, the show will be here. We're going to be giving a couple of repeats for the next two weeks, and then we'll come back and we'll be uh, back live again. And I guess if, if you're a relatively new listener then maybe they won't be repeats. That's true. Right? But again, uh, all the podcasts are available uh, on the uh, avoidprobate.ca website. That's all our time for this week, I'm afraid. It goes so fast as usual. That's what they tell us anyway. So thank you to um, our first returning guest, uh, Andrew Monroe. Thanks to him for being here and being here and giving us all that great information about Bear Trust. Thanks to our producer, producer Kelly, who's been awesome, and uh, she, maybe she can take some time off now, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks, Ted, for um, decades of radio excellence. I was going to say uh, same thing, same time next Sunday, but I guess it won't be. See you in a few weeks. See you in a few weeks. Be back. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.